This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, there were plenty of promises in the B.C. Liberal throne speech, and I think most people will be waiting to see what happens this week and aren't really putting a lot of stock in those promises coming true. But there certainly are things to look at and things to think about, perhaps down the road. One of those, this idea of a rent-to-own program, a program where renters would be putting money to rent, but part of that money would be set aside, would be used perhaps for a down payment on that unit. Well, Penny Gerstein is a professor and the director of the School of Community and Regional Planning at UBC and joins us on the line to talk a bit more about this. Penny, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, what's your first response to the idea of a rent-to-own program? Well, there wasn't that many details around this, and I think the the um, the issue is um, what you know. How affordable are they actually? The units are going to be that um, that are going to be available for rent to own. Um, the there is a model of rent to own uh, called Rent Plus in the UK, and what they've done is that this is. Um, uh, uh, you know, pension funds who, and, and things like that have actually bought um, uh, housing estates, uh, which were uh, affordable housing, and they're giving owner, uh, renters the option of doing rent-to-own um, in those estates. So that makes sense because those units were already affordable. But if in uh, Vancouver, which seems like uh, it's going to be occurring, is that these units are just going to be um, private uh, private mar- market uh, housing, um, I don't think that this would actually uh, benefit renters that much because it will it would um, sort of increase their the payments that they're going to be probably having to make, and um, they don't they have very limited uh, access to that. I don't see that these renters are actually. Um, being able to pay, you know, put into things like which might be more useful RRS fees, which would actually then, you know, accumulate and allow them to be be uh, uh, renting uh, to, to owning at another time. So it it seems like it's uh, there, that there isn't enough details to actually see whether this is effective. But I I would still think that the most important thing is and which did not seem to be included in the in the in um, in the speech from the Crown was that. Um, uh, a speech from the throne that that uh, um, you need to be building more purpose-built rental housing, and that actually has to be uh, there has to be inducements from uh, the the federal and private and provincial um, sec, uh, uh, governments to to you know induce developers to be doing more private sector uh, purpose-built rental housing. And would that be throughout Metro Vancouver? Because there there is such a difference when we're talking about building rental housing or building housing. When it comes to permits, when it comes to the the red tape that goes into that, there is a huge difference depending on what municipality or what part of Metro Vancouver we're talking about. I, I totally agree. I mean, I think that uh, New Westminster right now has probably the most uh, purpose-built uh, rental uh, housing, at least recent purpose-built rental housing uh, anywhere in um, uh, Metro Vancouver, and that's because there has been sort of real encouragement to do that. So it also needs the municipal government to be doing that. So, so I, you know, I think that if if the um, uh, if the market was uh, you know not as heated as it, as is now, rent to own would be you know very attractive to renters. But right now, I just think we need to be addressing the immediate needs. 
because one of you're right, there weren't a lot of details in the speech. There was one, though, the promise of 50,000 housing units built with the help of the private sector, and that would be part of this rent-to-own program, the government keeping part of the rents for tenants to then put as a down payment later, uh, which sounds great. But even if you were to say if a unit is a $500,000 unit, which is not out of the realm. In fact, it can be on the low end, depending on where you're looking at in Metro Vancouver. Uh, to the point, how much is somebody paying rent and how much of that rent is being put into a special fund, even to get 10% down, to get a $50,000 down payment? I, I, I totally agree. And and it wasn't clear whether um, the the payments would be more than than what uh, the going rate is for rent, you know, to, to sort of uh to make up that that amount so you know it, it so there's a lot of details that need to be worked up and i've actually never heard of um an effective rent to own program in an overheated market like like vancouver or uh, metro vancouver so um you know it, i mean i think it's a good idea in 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 certain kinds of conditions but it has to be very very carefully thought out uh, and I'm also noticing that there is actually rent-to-own programs that the private sector are already doing. I mean, if you just go, you know, uh, just go on 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 the internet, you're gonna you're gonna see that there are some developers who are offering these, and um, uh, you know, and and they've developed their own programs. Um, Again, you know, I think that's probably where the provincial government got this idea was from this private sector um, uh, developers who are encouraging, you know, de- who develop these programs. And that's not clear whether those um, those programs are really affordable. Uh, you mentioned uh, RRSPs or, or other ways. So would that be a better avenue, do you think? Because there is still the option of people, if you have RRSPs and want to take money out of that to purchase your first home. Is that something that, that maybe we should be looking at expanding, making that money, access to those funds more accessible for people wanting to purchase housing? I agree. Yes, I think so. I think that is more more effective because then it gives people more options. I mean, the thing is about the rent to own is that you are actually locked into a particular unit. And in fact, in the program in the program that they rolled out, the, um, uh, they they actually said that it had to be their the own the unit that they're in. Um, currently so that might make it um you know i mean these units you know you don't know what the condition of these units are i mean or or whether you know what the what the rents are or you know and it might be a mix then of of renters and owners which make a very complicated uh, way of of sort of managing uh these kinds of of projects so uh, you're right. And, and if you spend, even if it's uh, 10 years putting rent to, to own it, uh, and then who's to say you haven't grown out of the unit or, or you just want to move? Right. Yes. I mean, your your family might grow. I mean, all sorts of things. It may, the location may not work for you. Uh, you may be, your your job may be moved so that you really have to be there to somewhere else. So, I mean, to be locked into a particular unit, I don't think is a good idea. At this point, I mean, I think in the UK that does make more sense because these are um, housing estates that were built to be affordable. I mean, you know, I think it would be good if they they still remained in the affordable market, but at least, you know, the same people that would be living in these uh, units uh, the, would actually then be able to have the option to buy. 
Uh, and when you talk about the the idea of, of focusing more on rental housing, uh, whenever we talk about this, uh, there, there people bring up the idea of co-ops and bring up the, the idea of, of housing that works for a lot of people is more affordable for a lot of people, but saying there are long wait lists, it's almost impossible to get into them. Are, are we focusing or not focusing on, on the areas where we could actually be building housing uh, that gets people at a certain price point that makes it accessible? Well, I, I think co-ops uh, has, uh, you know, has been a very good solution for a lot of people in Canada. Um, when it was when when they got rid of the program, the federal government got rid of the program. It, it made it very difficult for co-ops to to expand. I mean, there are some. I mean, in Vancouver, we're actually seeing the expansion of a of a large co-op that's that's going up right now. But it, it makes it, it makes it harder. But I do think that that's actually uh, something that really needs to be considered to be brought back. But again, that has to be a, a, a federal um, uh, sort of program that then could be rolled out to the provinces and the municipalities. Um, so you know, I think that there's there's a whole variety of other ways that affordable housing could be introduced. Um, um, and I and I think rent to own is just one very small part of that. All right. Well, Professor Gerstein, we'll have to leave it there. But thank you so much for for coming on the program again. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. That is uh, Professor Penny Gerstein, Professor and Director of the School of Community and Regional Planning at UBC. We'll talk a bit more about this uh, in the open line segment of the program today. We are going to be talking about some of the promises in the throne speech. Did you like what you heard? Did you think it was a complete flip-flop? What would you like to see now? Another election or a switching of the powers that be in Victoria? We'll talk about that after the 8.30 news, so in about 45 minutes. When we come back, though, a local veterinarian has come up with uh, an interesting idea, and it's all about making sure people have options. So you should never leave your pets in the car when it's this warm outside. We know that. But how to make sure people stop doing it? We'll check in with a vet a veterinarian at the Mountain View Vet Hospital after a short break. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.